Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily. I am too scared to watch scary movies. Other than that, feeling really good. (laughs) Other than that, not scared at all. Not scared of a thing. (laughs) Never been better. I'm Henley. I'm also not scared of a goddamn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just kidding. I'm really scared of scary movies and also just (laughs) most other things. Most things in general. (laughs) Um, I'm Sammy and I like scary movies and I'm scared of everything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yay. Yay! How was everyone's week? I'm I'm on. I've officially completed. I, I think I've completed week six of quarantine. Wow! Ooh. Very exciting stuff. Really exciting. <laughs> I guess I guess to answer your question, I'm really excited. That's how, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. It's been a really exciting week. Oh, so much has happened. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my god! I couldn't even begin to tell you. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I'm currently in a different room than I'm normally in when we record. Whoa, so. hot shot! Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Because <laughs> um, I'm hot. Because it's hot in my apartment. Oh my god, it's very hot. And I wanted to sit on a chair and not a couch because I thought that that was a cooler choice. Really switching it up. I don't know why. Um, I guess because there's more room for air to get to me because yeah. the the surface I'm sitting on is smaller. It's more airflow for sure. More airflow on a chair, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that, that makes sense. So that's the big news over here. Did every? Did every? Did does anyone have anything? I feel like we should. Or we should rename the segment to "And that's what's up." <laughs> and that's what's up. Hey guys, and what's what's up this week? <laughs> I guess that's a normal thing to what ask. What's up? Um, a thing that happened to me. And there were just a few. (laughs) Um, Is that I got a surprise $70 check in the mail from a settlement from Honda because I was apparently driving with a lethal airbag for about four years. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was like $70. (laughs) Wow. Really glad we didn't almost kill you. Here's $70. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. So if anyone was worried about my extravagant wine purchase last week, it has been canceled out, which is very exciting. I was worried. Hell yeah. You got about $17 per year that you almost died. Mm -hmm. And honestly, (laughs) honestly, I'm thankful. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you survived and got uh, some wine paid for. Yeah. What happened? That's a helpful Honda dealer. Excuse me, I have a question. Um, <laughs> what happened with your nuclear reactor bill? Oh, it's still... What did happen? It's still uh, up in the air. It's pending? Yeah. 
Just as a quick Great. reminder for everyone, Sammy got a bill in the mail for $16,000 for a nuclear reactor. <laughs> it wasn't a bill. It was that I owe tax on the nuclear reactor saying that oh, I, okay. I was gifted a nuclear reactor. Oh, you were gifted. That yes. was the part I don't think I knew. Yeah. It was a gift of a Well, you know, there's reactor. a new piece to the puzzle every day. I'm, I'm slowly oh, putting it together mm-hmm. myself. Speaking of puzzles, yeah. um, This is very, very tangentially related. It's actually not related at all, but let's use it as a transition. Is it not a puzzle? No, not a puzzle. But (laughs) (laughs) but really, this non-secretary you wanted was speaking. (laughs) (laughs) I was just wanted to um, give a little update on, you know, a thing that happened to me this week, which was I spent approximately 85 minutes cutting a butternut squash oh and um, i you texted you texted the group about it <laughs> and it was and the deal with that is that it's very large no it's just yes, really well, hard it was it's puzzle like in a way because there's so mm. many different factors and different steps to um to properly cutting a butternut squash but one of the main problems is that you have to peel it and it takes fucking yeah. forever to peel it i have done it as and, well and it's a nightmare and I really once you start, you don't have a choice There's but no turning to keep back. going. There's no turning back yeah, unless you just committed. throw it out. Yeah, I think it took me truly a full hour and a half to cut. Was it a good when squash. you finally ate it? I mean, then I made butternut squash soup, and it was Yum. delicious. But it honestly took me like five hours to make. Do you think you'll ever it make it again? It. it was like it was like three meals. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um. <laughs> Mm, yes, I do think I'll make it again. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> as much as I'm complaining mm-hmm. about it, there's something deeply soothing, and one might say puzzle-like, about cutting right. a butternut squash. Right. And like, yeah, like what else are you mm-hmm. doing right now? Yeah, I was mad the other day when I had leftovers to eat because I didn't get to factor in the time spent preparing a meal right. into my day. It's like, so well, was there like, well, there goes. Fuck. It's like the opposite of well, there goes that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, here here is this time. Extra time here to deal I have with it. now. More of it. <laughs> Wish I had a fucking butternut squash. <laughs> Get me through the next hour and a half. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Um, well we're uh seem to be regularly <laughs> unsure of what to do with ourselves, but we have something to do. <laughs> we have one thing to do one for thing sure. To do. So should we We should do with the thing that we're here to do. Uh well first I'll say that Henley last week thought that she would watch this movie with me. Really confident. She was so confident. confident. (laughs) (laughs) And guess what? She chickened out so quickly. And and the way you chickened out, she was like, "I'm not watching that movie." Like as if no, like you had never said, "Yeah, you really backstabbed." When you insisted you were going to watch it, I thought that you guys knew that I was joking that whole time. Henley, you you were not joking. You watched you watched Blair Witch. Look at this gaslighting that is happening right now. I don't know. You guys might be gaslighting me. We all know I'm too scared of everything. Come on, you watched Blair Witch. No, no, you're right. I just was like. There was no way I was actually going to watch it when the time came. I'm so sorry, Sammy. <laughs> Thank you for your apology. You know what? I should have. That's okay. I should have. It's okay. Then I didn't. It's okay. I think it's okay. I was never. I was never even going to try. So. Oh, I forgot to um, introduce the movie. That's important. <laughs> oh yeah, have we even said the name of the movie no, this whole time? Not a single time. I will say, if you're listening to this episode, you should know what movie. 
it is because it is the title of it the will be in the title so you'll you'll have a, a good clue you should know but, but just we'll in case because that's also a thing that we have to let do. me tell you it is insidious it came out in 2011 it is directed by james wan written by lee Wanell, starring rose byrne patrick wilson ty simpkins lynn shea and barbara hershey produced by jason blum of blumhouse big name in oh. horror and Oren Pelly, director of Paranormal Activity. James Wan directed... Conjuring. Clover? Conjuring, that's what I meant. Which also has Patrick Wilson in it. Yeah, they must like each other. He loves Patrick Wilson. Um, he also directed Saw. <laughs> Freaky. Freaky. Sammy, obviously you're going to tell us more about this, but um, you came away feeling not that scared i feel like which is i i feel like a shame because the word insidious it feels like it should be the scariest movie well here's the thing that's ever been made yes ever um as the listeners will know demons are are high on my list of scariest things they tend to be the scariest things for me and the conjuring is i think probably that and poltergeist are probably my scariest movies of all time um and so yeah i went into this really really braced for it being terrifying and i will say that i think the first half is very scary and then it gets sillier than i anticipated and so like is it intentionally silly um not not in like a not in like an evil dead way but it's just um it just gets really crazy that it becomes more fun it's not like stupid or anything, but it just is less scary, I think. I bet I'll disagree. I had fun. I liked it more than I thought I would. Well, the the key to happiness is low expectations. So you went in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with a good that attitude. Is, are you listening, everyone? <laughs> the the single key <laughs> to happiness is low expectations. So you're welcome just a bit of life advice that one's for free that one's for free we'll charge for the next one (laughs) (laughs) hi everybody it is cocktail hour and this week's cocktail is a dream cocktail um don't worry this isn't one of those movies where in the end it was all a dream um but there are some dream elements involved To make this drink, you'll need one and a half ounces of cognac, three quarters an ounce of triple sec, a sixth an ounce of anisette liqueur, and a half an ounce of chilled water. You will shake all ingredients with ice and fine strain into a chilled martini glass and garnish with an orange zest twist. Cheers. Um, okay. Let's do some trivia. Oh, let's do some trivia. Um, we got a casting what if. The the, the role of Josh, played by Patrick Wilson, was offered to Ethan Hawke, and he turned it down. Um, but he went mm. on to star in Sinister, which apparently there was talks of there being a crossover of the of the two films called. Wait for it. In Sinister, yes. In Sinister. No, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah what that's that's bad i think sinsidious is cooler have you ever seen sinister <laughs> sin sinsidious is cooler. um i have not we'll have to add it to the list i've never even heard of it 
It looks spooky, but apparently they're kind of similar in that they're all like um, they're both like a family unit being tested by the supernatural. And obviously, Ethan Hawke went on to play the father of that family instead of the father of this family. Wow. Guess how many violins were used for the theme music? Thirty three. Thirty-three violins. <laughs> Sammy, you just guessed that, right? You just knew. Right off listening. the top right. She did not look at the IMDb trivia. She was like, she was like, that's like, she was like twenty-eight, thirty. I could hear all thirty-three. Thirty-three, thirty-three violins. Thirty-three distinct violins. Thirty-three violins. Count them. I did. Count them. <laughs> <laughs> Count them. Can you imagine Needs how more annoying violins. that would be? I love to imagine they had like. They're like, okay, fine. You want a lot of violins? Here's okay, 20. fine. We, I got you 20. I get you 20. Mo- I, more? No. Oof, God, 25. Okay. 30, 30 violins? <laughs> um, It's time for the trailer. No, in, I have more trivia. I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry? Yeah. <laughs> Emily, don't jump ahead. There's more trivia. I'm so sorry. There's more trivia. I can't Related wait. Related to the violins, the composer of this film his name is joseph bishara um he plays the main demon in this film who is very scary that's fun and he also plays um bathsheba from the conjuring who we referred to as she beth you may remember <laughs> <laughs> we did call a, he's a triple threat um at least a, a double threat yeah <laughs> <laughs> He can play multiple demons and compose the music. Oh, we're counting each demon as one threat. That's the exact definition of triple threat. Two different (laughs) demons and then another skill. (laughs) Okay, not actor and composer. I count three. (laughs) It's not actor and composer. It's this demon, that demon, and demon one, (laughs) demon two, composer. Great. Classic. You don't want to meet a triple threat. (laughs) If you meet a triple threat. We've got two demons and you don't want anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I'm crying. Okay, should we watch the trailer now? Now we do? Yes. Let's watch the trailer. He's not in a coma. They don't know what to call it. I went into Dalton's room. There was something in there with him. We took Trifield and EMF readings of the whole house, wiring, alarm clocks. I don't think bad wiring is the problem here. I want to leave. I want to leave this house. What is it? It's not the house that's haunted. It's your son. I realized I'd never even seen the trailer before. I thought that I I thought that I had. I thought this is a movie that I was familiar with, but it ends up I'm not. It does fall into the category of horror movies I don't want to watch as someone who does want to have kids like kind of soon. And the last thing I want to also worry about is demons in my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't want to worry about that. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. It. I'm excited. Wait, wait, wait. I think what we should do is we should have a new segment. Where we um, tell Sammy what happens in the movie. Oh, you love doing this. Predicting a prediction. We do a quick, we do a quick summary. We do a quick summary of the movie. So 
not to put you on the spot, Emily, but I think you should go first. <laughs> this is Great. your idea, but you're immediately pawning it off onto Emily. This movie <laughs> is about a couple of parents, their kid falls off a ladder. So far, so good. Goes into goes into a coma. And when they bring him home and he comes to, he's different because he is being inhabited by many demons. A triple threat of demons mm-hmm. and they have to get a demonologist to come and and expel what's the word exercise mm-hmm. the demon from the boy then they succeed and it's a happy ending that's what i thought too the end henley what do you think i think that it's about a young family they're having you know marital troubles and like you know domestic Ooh. issues to begin with and then their son who they have been worried about for other reasons falls off a ladder <laughs> and goes into <laughs> the ladder is key <laughs> and um they take him to the hospital but uh they don't know the doctors can't tell what's going on he's um unconscious not responding but he's not technically in a coma it's in the trailer um and so <laughs> so i know it's in the tra- right in the trailer <laughs> <laughs> um and you can't fault me for just yeah, quoting yeah, no, the trailer. it's an educated guess uh, no you gotta use your source material you <laughs> i gotta use my source material um but, but then i close my eyes for the rest of the trailer so i'm really oh now you're screwed. flying you're flying blind <laughs> this prediction fucking screwed so they bring it well so i remember they bring him home there he's there he's recuperating at home um but he they still don't know why they walk into his room. There's some like movement demons esque creatures. <laughs> really out getting there. granular here. <laughs> um, <laughs> One scene at a time. They they they're scared. <laughs> they don't know what to do. Their their marriage is falling apart and they're losing their son to demons. They think it might be the house that they just moved into. They hire a demonologist. No, it's not. It's the son. Um, in the trailer mm-hmm. and then things really accelerate after that it gets really scary um and there's multiple demons they take the sun away almost they don't take the sun away ultimately um but then the parents die and then the son oh. is just alive at the end oh the parents die interesting okay all right some interesting predictions i won't say anything they're just interesting. That's all. You won't say anything for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I feel like we should have that as a segment, but it should be like we try to do it in like two sentences. That's fine. We're to work. We'll workshop it. No, I like the way that we just did it. <laughs> um. Okay. So, Sammy, tell us everything about this movie. I want to know everything about it from A to There's Z. There's a lot to know. It a lot happens. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? 
Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Um, so we start in a little boy's bedroom. He's sleeping. Camera's moving real slow. We're pushing into him. Then we slide down the hallway and we see a spooky old lady silhouette out the window. And then we move down to the hallway and it pushes in on this nasty old woman and she's got like a veil and is holding a candle and just like slow pushes in on her and then we she's inside the house she's like looking in the window okay then there's like the title is like a jump scare it comes in with a sharp note of music which i'm guessing 33 violins at one time going wow <laughs> full frame title it's fun then there's a title sequence, kind of a long, drawn-out, black-and-white title sequence. Um, I'd say a lot of this movie is kind of influenced by horror movies of the 70s and 80s. Um, so we start now with Rose Byrne. Her character's name is Renee. And sh- sh- uh, her and Patrick Wilson, his name is Josh. They are a married couple. It starts with them waking up. Or her waking up in bed next to him, going downstairs in her pajamas, and she's starting to unpack boxes. They've just moved into a new house. That should be on the bingo. There's <laughs> quite a lot of bingo things in this movie. So she's go- she's unpacking boxes and looking through photo albums. Um, then her son Dalton comes downstairs and he says, Mom, I don't like my room. And she says, oh, well, you know we just moved in it'll take some getting used to like it'll be okay don't worry and then she says look um i have something to show you like shows him a photo and she says it's me when i was your age and he's like oh it doesn't even look like you can i see some photos of dad 
And she says, oh, your dad actually wasn't very good at keeping photos. So I don't know. We don't really have that many of your dad. And then we cut to dad and everyone else waking up. There's another younger brother named Foster and a little baby sister, like a five month old. I don't know. <laughs> How old is Dalton? How old is Dalton oh, Foster? Um, um, <laughs> I always make you guess the ages of it's these so children. Hard. You I never don't know. know children. I don't know any children in my life. <laughs> Give me a range. The range will be like eight, between seven and 16 I would say, years old. I think Dalton's <laughs> the oldest. Let me, I'm going to call him seven and I'm going to say Foster is five. Okay. And there's kind of some morning mayhem going on, making breakfast. And um, Josh um, kind of like grabs a piece of toast and he's like, got to go to work. You immediately get the sense that he's bouncing as fast as possible type of thing. And Mm -hmm. she's like, you can't take the kids to school today. (laughs) Oh, Henley, are you feeling so pleased with yourself? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guessed it. (laughs) I don't know if you guys noticed, but... I I predicted this. Yes, <laughs> she did. And so the next scene we see is her kind of trying to compose some music on the piano while she's playing. She hears a noise and goes upstairs. They're in like a pretty big spooky house. She hears a noise and goes to explore and goes up this the staircase and there's a door that she hasn't opened yet <laughs> and opens that. <laughs> Love that in a house <laughs> that you've purchased. Yeah, you probably just haven't been in this room. I spent two million dollars on this house, but I just haven't been in this room yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> you must open every door. She should have opened that door before. <laughs> um, but she opens it, and guess what? It's a secret attic. And she Bad. she walks up, and there's a little ladder leaned against the wall to be able to turn the light on. There's a, a ceiling light that you ha- it's high. So she has to climb up this ladder to turn it on. And while she's climbing up, she breaks a rung of the ladder. Like it's a weak little step and she breaks a rung. Um, she doesn't fall or anything, but she, she gets the light on, looks around. There's some probably a rocking chair or something fucking scary like that in there. She gets spooked, she turns the lights off, she goes back back downstairs. Dad comes home that night after work, and they're sitting in the living room. Dalton is in his room playing with his toys, and he decides to go explore the attic, climbs up there, and he does it's like this good little scene of him trying to reach the string to turn the light on and he can't reach it and so he climbs up one rung of the ladder tries again can't reach it climbs up another can't reach it and he's going like higher and higher and we know that one of the rungs is broken and of course he gets there and he falls from pretty high for a small child and falls down the ladder kind of hits his head but he's okay And then he hears a noise from a dark corner of the attic, turns to it. It's kind of a creaky, I don't know, I don't like the noise, a creaky noise, and turns to it, and it's got like a push-in on him, a push-in on the dark corner, back and forth, back and forth, and then we go downstairs to the rest of the family and just hear Dalton start screaming at the top of his lungs. And they all drop everything and run up there. 
And they're like, oh my God, you fell? Are you okay? You fell? And he is just like, yeah, I fell. And doesn't mention anything about whatever he saw. Um, so, okay, so then it's like bedtime. They put the kids to bed. It was, you know, a scare. It was a scare, but he seems okay. And so the, we all go to bed. And one thing that I really like is Josh and Renee are in the bedroom kind of getting ready for bed. And Josh is really packing on a lot of eye cream. And it's just a detail that really stuck out. To, he's he's like slathering on a really wild amount of eye cream, I would say. Wait, so Patrick Wilson has um, a very intense skincare routine. Skincare yes. routine at the end of the day, and it's not acknowledged directly. It's just this one moment of him putting on his eye cream, and I really, I just enjoyed it. Um, and then they go to bed. Next morning, um, Rose Burns downstairs again doing all the work making all the breakfast for the other kids babies crying and josh comes downstairs and she says can you go wake up dalton he hasn't come down yet he goes upstairs dalton wake up it's time for school and dalton's not responding and he says like dalton come on don't give me that like i know i like i don't want to get up either like sometimes we just got to do it and then it's like dalton Dalton, he's not responding. He gets up closer to him and it's like, Dalton, Dalton, Dalton. And then we cut to at the hospital, um, talking with the doctor who says there is no brain trauma. The scans are all normal. I've never seen anything like this. Wow. And so they're very distressed. Don't know what's happening. And then we get a little title card that says three months later. Whoa. Uh, They're moving Dalton home from the hospital. And. Oh, my God. After three months. And so he is still in a coma. A nurse is basically teaching Renee how to do the feeding tube and all that. Not not stuff. She is working on her music um so her so she's a composer and her her main instrument is a piano right i think she's just a musician i don't know that she's a composer i guess composer she sings and stuff i thought she was making an album oh okay i see so she's working on her music downstairs playing the piano she's got her baby monitor next to her and she hears on the monitor a strange whispering and sounds like a man whispering no from upstairs all the rooms are upstairs and Uh, she slow she picks it picks up the baby monitor and like holds it to her ear and is trying to make out what they're saying oh my god jenna's shadow just scared the (laughs) shit out of me (laughs) i saw the shadow before i saw jenna i was like (laughs) (laughs) um and scary She's holding the baby monitor close to her ear and it's like she can't quite hear and she's looking up at the second floor kind of seeing and then all all of a sudden it's a voice a man's voice yells or says give me that I want it now and she drops the baby monitor and runs upstairs and runs into the baby's bedroom um she's in a little crib there's nobody in there it's daytime um picks the baby up and 
it's like looking around, checking every corner, checking the closet. Nobody's in there, but she's scared, obviously. <laughs> um, she's putting Foster to bed that night, and he says, I'm scared. And she says, what are you scared of? And he says, Dalton. And she says, why are you scared of Dalton? And he says, I don't like when he walks around at night. And that was the part that made my, <laughs> like, I gave me goosebumps. I hated it so much. Sleepwalking is another thing on Too Scary Didn't Watch. Ooh, sleepwalking, Bingo. yeah. Because he's like, in, he's, he's in, in a, a coma. coma. He should not, he should Jesus, not be okay. walking around at night. He should not be walking no. around at night. Um, no. Then we go to that night and Renee says, a scary thing happened to me today. <laughs> I heard voices on the baby monitor. I could have sworn I heard a man's voice. I ran upstairs. Nobody was there. And Josh, of course, says, you know, it's probably interference. You know, this stuff happens sometimes. <laughs> okay. It was interference. Get was interference. over it. And then as he's like trying to tell her that she's being crazy, crazy. there is a loud knock at the front door. This is <gasps> late at night. And they both get, they both pop up in bed scared. And he's like, stay here. I'll go check it out. He goes downstairs and turns on the porch light, looks through the little side light window. Nobody there. Opens the door. Flashlights. Nobody's there. Closes the door. Puts the little chain link thing locking, deadbolting it. We cut back to Renee alone in the bed and the baby starts crying and she gets up to go get to go check on the baby, walks in the baby's room and there is a man in the corner of the room. <gasps> she starts screaming, turns out yelling, Josh, Josh, there's a man in the room, turns back. The man is gone, goes and grabs the baby. Josh comes up there and checks every corner. Nobody's there. And she's like, I swear there was a man here. There was a man here. Um, but then just as he's in there, the house alarm starts going off and he runs back mm. downstairs and the front door is wide open. <gasps> and then he um, grabs the like fire poker and walks around the house, kind of checking each room and clearing it. And there's nobody there again. And then he closes the door, bolts it again. And then we just cut to the next day. So they just had a scary night. So the next day, he is at school, and he is a teacher. And behind him, a little trivia. This was written, I swear, like 30 times in the IMDb trivia. Like, every user was like, <laughs> I know a thing. <laughs> um, drawn behind him on the chalkboard is the, like, creepy... I guess its name is not Jigsaw, but the little doll from Saw is like drawn on the board behind him little um i guess it's not so much a trivia as it is an easter egg is i think what we would call that i do think that's what we would call that anyways so his students are leaving and it's the end of the day of school and he calls um renee and says i just found out that i have to stay late to grade tests i'm sorry like i won't be able to make it home um, I gotta, I gotta grade these tests. And on his desk, there's no tests, it seems. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
Also, like, remember how last night there was an intruder? Yeah, this mm-hmm. might be... This, in your home with your three children and wife? This might be a time where you want to be there for your family. Yep. But we see he's in a weird headspace, and he starts to have kind of visions of a young boy in the in a bed, the young boy that we saw at the beginning of the film... And then he comes home at 1127. We see Rose Byrne check the clock when he comes home and she's mad. It's late to be grading tests. Pretty late. Mm-hmm. And so the next day, the um, home nurse is kind of uh, reassuring her, saying, I've seen, you know, people in comas wake up, you know, much longer than he's been in a coma. Like, don't give up hope type of thing. Uh, Renee is just... Sh- Basically saying, like, I feel like I'm being tested. I don't know what to do. I'm at the end of my rope. And then the nurse leaves. And as Renee is, I think she's changing the sheets or something for Dalton. And there's a red handprint on the sheets. And she freaks out. And then we cut to Josh coming home later that night. And Renee is pissed and she's like, you've been coming home late every night this week. You never used to have to do this. Also, at this time, she's like, I'm like pretty sure our house is haunted. (laughs) Like I'm seeing things and I'm scared. I'm really scared. And you're just gone. Like, where are you? All good questions. Yeah, fair. Entirely fair. And she says, like, you're just avoiding like you always avoid stressful situations. And he says, I don't avoid stressful situations. I just deal with them in my own way. And she says, well, deal with this then and throws the the red handprint sheets at him. Then we cut to him sleeping on the couch, which like in a big spooky house, what when you're pretty sure it's haunted, I feel like I wouldn't. I would be mad and be like, still asleep in the bed, though. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Renee has a nightmare, shoots up in bed, and then turns and sees there's like a silhouette of a man pacing back and forth outside of her window. She is on the second story, so it's like on a balcony, and she's terrified, and he's got big clumpy boots like pacing back and forth, and then all of a sudden he's just inside pacing back and forth. Oh my god. <laughs> no. And it's like a, a like big that. tall man with long black hair and he turns to her and lunges at her. He's she's screaming. We go to downstairs. Josh waking up, running upstairs. He gets upstairs to her. There's nobody in there. And she's like, "There was a man in here. There's a man in here. He's tra- he's attacked me. Like you got to believe me. You got to believe me." And he's like, "I do believe you." I I and she says, we have to move out. I can't live here. We got to move out. And he says, OK, we'll move out. We're moving out. And then we cut to their new house. That was fast. Josh's mom is helping Renee unpack and stuff. And Renee is like, you must think I'm crazy. I like I can't explain the things that have been happening. I know this sounds insane. And Josh's mom, her name is Lorraine played by Barbara Hershey, she says, you don't have to explain anything to me. Nobody knows what you're going through except for you. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you don't have to. Like, she's really nice about it. I know. It's really sweet. She's like, you don't don't feel like you need to explain yourself to me. And then later that day, Renee is 
um, cleaning the apartment and she... Of course she is. ...puts on a record. TSDW bingo. Bingo. Um, so she's cleaning. She's got her record on. She goes to take out the trash and through the window, the she hears the record change to a different record. And as she's coming back to the house, she looks in through the open window and sees like a 1920 style little boy doing a little dance in front of, oh, that's in front cute. of the record player and runs inside. He just wanted to hear his favorite song. He wanted song. to hear his favorite song. She runs inside. He's gone. And as she gets the record player, a door slams in the kitchen. She runs in the kitchen. Ugh. No one's in the kitchen. Door slamming in other rooms. Uh, yeah, Bingo. that's a good one. And she runs into the hallway and into, I think, Foster's room. Why do they keep buying such big houses? Yeah, buy a small apartment. Also, like, on a teacher and musician salary? In what city? In what city? <laughs> After the 2008 financial crisis, in what city? <laughs> ay, ay, ay. You know, it could add up. I don't know what city it is. That's the only reason this movie's unrealistic. Otherwise, Everything else is like true. It. Otherwise, it reads like a mm-hmm, documentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it reads like a goddamn documentary. <laughs> um, so then she goes into Foster's room. There's a rocking horse rocking, but nobody... Ugh, that's in bingo that's for bingo. sure. Nobody in that room goes into Dalton's room. There's a little shelf kind of dresser next to his bed where there's a, a curtain... And there's two little shoes poking out from under the curtain. She grabs a little stick, walks up to it, pulls back the curtain, and it's just all of Dalton's shoes. And she's like, oh, phew, a phew. It's a phew moment. Immediately counteracted by little 1920s boy jumps from above the dresser on like (laughs) past her like. (laughs) But it's just. Does he look creepy or is he like a cute little. He looks a little creepy, but he's being silly. He he just like jumps past her like he's not trying to attack her. He's just it looks like he's playing hide and seek like Like, he's being silly. But obviously he shouldn't be there and she's fucking scared. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Is she aware that he's a ghost? You think? I think or so. Yeah. Or he is? She starts crying. Okay. So he yeah. runs out of the room and she just like breaks down and starts crying. And then we cut to, I think later that day, Josh's mom is still there, Lorraine. And he's like, what's going on? Like, why is everybody here? What's what's happening? And Lorraine is like, sit down. We should talk. Um, I came here because I had a dream last night. And she says, I had a dream that I was in this house and I was in Dalton's room and something was in there. And then as she says that, we like see her dream and it's this fucking scary outline of like tall, thin man with pointy fingers, which was in the trailer just for a second. Mm. And... He's in the corner of Dalton's room, and she said, and I said, what do you want? And his nasty, gross, pointy finger points at Dalton. Ugh. Um, and it's like cutting back and forth between her and Josh, her telling the story of this dream. And he's like, 
and and like and what and then um she's like and i just can't get the like look of his face and the sound of his voice out of my head and then it cuts back to josh and the demon guy is right behind josh and it's the i think probably scariest shot of the movie where he basically like hisses he's like right behind josh but only lorraine can see it and lorraine jumps up freaks out and Josh turns around and is like, what, what, what? Like, what's going on? He's like, oh, my God, he's here, he's here. And um, right as that happens, there's a loud crash in Dalton's room. And they all run into Dalton's room. And it's, like, comically trashed. Like, the sheets are, like, ripped up. There's red handprints everywhere. Um, and Dalton is on the floor, like all the furniture's like knocked over, like it's crazy. Is this the part of the movie you start to think is yeah ridiculous? Yeah, no, I literally my okay. next <laughs> note is fun and games part. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so this is when things are like finally crazy enough that they're like, let's call in the demonologists, and Woo! these two guys come in who are pretty funny, some comic relief. Just because you're a demonologist doesn't mean exactly. It and boy, are they fun. They're like very competitive and always trying to one up each other, um, which is a fun dynamic for demonologists to have. And oh, so sorry. Before this, Lorraine, um, Josh's mom said, like, I know someone we could call. So that's why they're here. So she said, I'll call my friend Elise. These two guys are Elise's like understudies, basically. And they're like, we come here first to weed out the psychos like the lunatics so we'll just do a preliminary screen to make sure you're not crazy so they come in and they set up a bunch of cameras they've got like these little like um little filters they put on little cameras what are those cameras a viewfinder you know those little viewfinder things oh yeah 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 and one of them goes into a room and he's looking through the viewfinder changing it from color to color to color and then all of a sudden these two gross little kind of 50s looking twin sisters pop up and he jumps back he's scared and he turns to the other demonologist he's like okay like they're not crazy we need to get elise in here elise Elise. get her in there elise will know what to do so elise shows up and Josh opens the door and she's like, oh, thank you for coming. Nice to meet you. And Elise says to him, oh, you've grown up so much since last time I saw you. And he's like, what? Last time you saw me? What do you mean? She's like, oh, I was about to ask, how does Lorraine know this Elise? <laughs> and um, she's like, oh, me and your mother have been friends for a long time. And he's like, oh, OK. I wonder if this is connected to the fact that there are no baby <laughs> pictures of I him. Wonder. Probably not. No, it's all, what do we call, uh, no, they don't use this buffalo. They don't use this buffalo. <laughs> buffalo. They don't use the whole <laughs> buffalo. No, we'll see how much buffalo they use. <laughs> all right. Um, so, okay, so they, so Elise gets there and she's like, okay, let's, she does a little preliminary check of Dalton's room and goes in there and tells one of the little understudy guys, come with me, bring your drawing pad. And basically says, I'll describe what I see. He draws what I see. And it's a pretty creepy scene of her going in and saying, Dalton, like, your mom and dad are here. No need to be scared. I'm just going to look around. And then whispering to the assistant guy, like, red face, black body, 
so like big and blah, 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 and you can't like totally hear what she's saying, <laughs> no. but like it's like scary. So scary, so scary. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like vigorously like scratching on his drawing pad and drawing. And um, uh, Renee is getting really unsettled and doesn't like what's happening. And eventually snatches the drawing pad out of his hand and looks at it. And it's so fucking scary. It's like a a a, a black body with red face crouched in the top corner of the bedroom, like looking down at Dalton and, and she, that's what that's what Elise sees. that's what Elise sees and Rose Byrne Renee flips on the light because it's, it's all dark in there and there's obviously nothing there it just like they're all like what the fuck's going on and they go back into the main room and Elise is like I don't know if you're ready to hear this yet but I don't think we have a ton of time so I just have to tell you like your son is not in a coma him falling has nothing to do with his current state he his physical body is here but his spiritual body is not and the reason that these things have followed you from the last house to this house is because your house was not what was haunted it is your son that is haunted Ugh, classic classic listen don't get haunted if your house is haunted, that's chill. If an object is haunted, that's chill. If you just don't are allow haunted, your corporal being you're to be haunted. You're just don't, fucked. don't. You're fucked if you get personally haunted. It's definitely an individual choice too, and you have individual control over it. <laughs> yes. Dalton chose this. Dalton chose this, and he deserves what he gets. If you let yourself be haunted, you deserve what happens to you. <laughs> I feel like this is um, mirroring a specific um, political perspective, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Libertarianism. <laughs> Every individual has power over their own life. Don't let yourself get haunted. My haunted body, my choice. <laughs> okay, what are we I'm doing? sorry, Sammy. Go on. <laughs> sorry. Um, she says, have you ever heard of astral projection? And I have. Why have I? They say Yes. Because everybody has a little bit. I mean, it's a uh, thing. It comes it's up in a another lot. show or movie or something. It's where in your dreams you project yourself outside. Your, I guess your, your spiritual body projects outside of your physical body and you can travel. And she says, Dalton is a very experienced astral traveler. He has been doing it for a long time. And he has been unafraid because he's a child and he thinks it's a dream. And so it's allowed him to go further than he should. And he has gotten lost. It's in Stranger Things, by the way. Well, this is before that. Thank you. No, nope, they stole it from Stranger Things. Mind. They stole it from Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> they astral projected into the future and stole it from Stranger yeah. Things. Um, so he got lost and he is trapped in The Further, which was the original title of the film, The Further. Um, which is a dark realm filled with tortured souls of the dead. This is sounding, honestly, I think Stranger Things stole from Insidious. No, it's the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the reason that this is a problem is that... Everything about it sounds like a problem. Well, there's one big problem, and that is... (laughs) All this sounds manageable (laughs) to me, Emily. Listen, if you are a strong individual, you can deal with these kinds of challenges. You just got to pull your yourself straps. up by your I get the hell out of pull the further. Pull yourself up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Just use your own wits. Here, here's the big <laughs> issue is that his body is now an empty vessel. And the reason she has seen so many different ghosts, demons, whatever they may be, is because they're all they're fighting all, to it, inhabit it. it. They're all attracted to this empty human vessel. Yes, because they're mostly attracted to life. They want to live again. And if they could get into his little shell of a body, they could live again. But she says huh. there is one demon that's after him that is much more malevolent than the rest. Most of them are just trying to live again, but there's one that wants to possess him to cause unbearable pain to others. That's this red-faced demon, and he only wants to possess him to, like, hurt hurt others. So he is what we need to be worried about, and he has the strongest hold so far. He's the strongest of them all. Mm. And the longer Dalton is away from his body the looser his hold on his body gets so the more vulnerable so, his, his the his body is to be possessed how did he get away from his body to begin with in his dreams that was his own damn fault it's his own damn fault he got lost he just dreamed too hard he dreamed too hard and he got lost and now demons are trying to take over his body demons and ghosts it would seem that sucks so she says there's something we can try to 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 fix this situation but it's a little unorthodox and I would need you to really trust me. And Josh says, no, like I'm done with this, whatever it is. No, I gave you a chance. I wanted you, Renee, to feel safe. I heard her out. This is insane. This is crazy. You need to leave. Everybody get out of my house. Basically kicks them all out. But she hasn't even said what the thing is. yet. She didn't say what the thing is, but he's already over it. Triggered, maybe. Definitely triggered. Is there is his mom still there at this point? Yes. Okay. Um, so he kicks them all out later that night. He's in Dalton's room and kind of crying and talking to Dalton like, just give me a sign basically that you're here. And as he says that, a drawing falls off the wall. Like there's some drawings tacked to the wall. And <laughs> This is where I really started laughing. They're literal drawings of the red-faced demon. And it's like, you didn't notice those red-faced demon drawings on the wall before? <laughs> Whoa, they need to fall off the ceiling <laughs> for me to discover and them. And then, then there's one of Dalton in his bed sleeping. And there's writing underneath that says, Last night I watched myself sleeping and then I flew away. And it's a drawing of him flying into the night. And um, Josh starts crying and uh, Renee comes in and he's like, OK, we can do it. We can try it. And it's like, you didn't see these drawings that say exactly that in your son's room. <laughs> he's on board now. Okay. Yeah, okay. proof, I guess. So they call Elise back and now we're to the unorthodox thing where it's a very weird little like seance scene. It's very changeling-esque, I would say, mm. um, but it has very like green lighting, which I feel like is also changeling-esque, and they sit around a table in Dalton's room, and Elise puts on this crazy World War II-looking gas mask, yeah. and it has a long snout thing attached to the mouth that then attaches to one of her assistant's ears. And she says, basically, I'll be kind of a conduit for Dalton 
but it'll be so quiet you won't be able to hear it. So I need to be able to amplify it to my assistant guy and he'll write down what I say because whatever Dalton says will come through my mouth. Um, and they put up wow. all these cameras and they're like, the cameras will be triggered by any change in pressure of the room. So they might flash. Just ignore them. Hopefully we'll catch something on the cameras. So they're all sitting around this table in this little seance. And uh, the the guy with the notepad is saying like, Dalton, can you hear me, Dalton? And then Elise starts whispering. And the guy starts writing on his notepad. If they hear you, they'll hurt me. And he's yelling, Dalton, Dalton, just follow my voice, follow my voice. Um, who's going to hurt you? And then writes, the man with fire on his face. And he says, Dalton, no, like, follow my voice. Can you find a way out? Dalton, can you find a way out? And then writes, there is no way out. He's saying, follow my voice, follow my voice. And says, be quiet. They'll hear you. Um, also, like the camera, like old fashioned bulbs are starting to go off. Like it's like the pew, pew. So it's like some. Oh, yeah, I saw the scene in Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> this is sounding familiar. <laughs> so, okay. So the, the flashlight bulbs are going off. It's getting a little more energy in the room. Is crazier and crazier. And it's like be quiet they'll hear you he's like follow my voice follow my voice then he writes they heard you oh god mommy daddy help 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 me help me mommy help me daddy help me and then there's like a a pause and it's silent for a bit and then he starts writing you bitch i will rip your innards out and eat them and then (laughs) elise screams but she's wearing a thing that like amplifies her voice a ton so it like blows out the guy's eardrums basically and he rips off the thing and he's screaming and there's all this commotion and all the light bulbs are going off and then the heart monitor of Dalton who is in the room with them um the heart monitor goes flat so it goes boom boom oh no and they look over and he's not in the bed and then ah. they pan back and he's standing right behind them all of a sudden ah. and his eyes are closed and he just lifts his hand up and puts it down on the table and it like goes and like push like flings them all out of their seats. It's kind of fun and cool. I liked it. And um, then the... The man, the spooky man that was pacing around on the balcony earlier appears. Like a few of the little nasty ghosts appear. There's just like mayhem in the room. And the ghost like pins um, Renee against the wall and goes to like lick her face. And Dalton is in the center of the room. And Elise grabs Dalton and says, leave this vessel now. And it works like a charm. (laughs) And everything kind of goes back to normal. And everyone gives a big old phew. Phew. That's how I feel. Phew. Um, Then we cut to the two assistant guys in the kitchen kind of going through the cameras. 
And they say, like, I had four cameras on the all of it and nothing. I went through go, went through all the photos and there's nothing. Also, in this scene, one of the guys or the guy whose ears have been blown out is laying with his head on the counter and like a piece of steak on his ear, like a, like a frozen steak, which like when you're when you've blown out an eardrum from volume, is that... <laughs> You put a frozen steak on it. That's like I know that that I know that that's good for maybe like being punched in the face, and anything you need to to um, anything inflammatory that you need to. I don't know. I just have never. I didn't know that you would ice a burst eardrum, and I'm gonna do some research because I'm I'm I I'm not sold that that's a real thing. You're supposed to put a frozen. A frozen small object in your ear. Everyone knows yeah, that. Yes, frozen peas inside your ear. <laughs> like a frozen carrot just like straight into your ear. Um, but they, he says there's nothing on the cameras, but I had a video camera and I went frame by frame and it shows Dalton as he was putting his hand on the table and there's a frame of creepy red face man right behind him like every... I don't know, 10th frame or something. And it's scary. Scary. So where's Dalton now? I think he's back in his coma bed. He is not awake. But is, oh, he's not awake. He's alive, but he's not awake. Okay. Then they kind of reconvene back downstairs. And Lorraine and Elise are like, there's something we need to talk about. They reveal that Josh had the same thing happen to him when he was a kid, if you can believe it. I can't believe Did it. Did anybody see it coming? No. I didn't. <laughs> this total surprise. Um, so Lorraine says, you know, you used to talk about an old woman that was that you saw all the time and I didn't believe you, but then every time I took a photo of you, there was the woman in the background and she pulls out a little box of photos. <gasps> And all of it's all his childhood photos and the nasty veiled old woman woman from the beginning like gets closer and closer each photo. And in the last one, her hand is like on his shoulder, basically. Ew. And so she's like, that's the reason I know Elise is because this happened to me. And when you were young, I needed this same thing. And Elise says, because you were also an astral projector. You are the only one who can save Dalton. You have to go into the further, basically, and bring him back. Easy. Oh, fucking easy peasy. Easy peasy. So they hypnotize him, and um, Elise turns back and kind of looks at him and says, into the further you go. And he goes outside with a spooky little lamp, and it's really dark and foggy and he sees Dalton kind of running around in front of him, tries to follow him, and eventually finds their old house in the further mm. and um, goes inside. And the nasty old woman is the first thing he sees. And she's she walks up the stairs and he follows her. And goes into one of the rooms of the house and there's like a woman crying in the corner and he walks up to her is like, are you okay? And then all of a sudden he, he hears something, turns away and then turns back. She's gone. And then he like hears something downstairs, goes downstairs, 
and there's the the fifties family that the two like sisters that we saw earlier were from basically like frozen on the couch kind of like mannequins but they're he goes up to them close and they're like blinking and breathing and it's just like creepy and gross and then he walks into another room and then hears three gunshots and walks back into that room and the the one of the sisters has shot the whole family but they're all still frozen mannequin-y then he walks back to the stairs and turns around and there's a fun shot where he turns back and the family of four is right in front of him and it is a jump scare. And it's like two sh- two quick shots of like boom, boom of them straight faced and then smiling. But it's like a jump cut and it's a really unsettling and weird little shot. And he runs away from them and goes upstairs and f- sees the red door. Um, Did I mention the red door? I didn't mention nope. the red door, did I? <laughs> I had a moment of being like the red door. Okay, it's one of the it, it, uh, in the moment where he looked at all of Dalton's drawings. One of the drawings on the wall was a red door. Okay, and he's about to go into the red door, and then the like gross tongue, long haired man ghost jumps out, lunges at him. They get into a fist fight. And you love to see a fist fight with a ghost. Um, Yeah. And we are like cutting back to his body in the chair with Renee and Elise and Lorraine all gathered around him. And his body's kind of shaking, kind of like in the Matrix where he's being like Mm. beaten up. And Elise is saying like, you're stronger than him. Remember, you're the one that's human. You can beat him. And he's he just goes like and punches him and flings him across the room and and beats that guy. Great. Oh, and right as he punches him, the ghost guy goes no. (laughs) (laughs) It really made me laugh. So then he go go opens the red door, goes in there, finds Dalton who is handcuffed to i don't know something in the middle of a room and he runs up he's like dalton dalton and dalton looks really scared and points up at something and through a glass kind of overlook in this room we see the red-faced demon guy who's basically working at a sewing machine type thing but it's just sharpening his nasty fingernails like he's just sharpening up his nails and he doesn't notice them and so josh is like okay trying to figure out the handcuffs trying to get him out and he's like okay we're gonna get you out of here and then dalton does another point back up and we turn and it jumps to demon guy at the window of the overlook looking down at them and he (laughs) sticks out his tongue and he has a nasty like serpenty tongue with a like split tongue Ew, it's gross. And then all of a sudden no. he's downstairs right behind Josh and they get into a fight. Another fist fight. Uh, another fist fight? <laughs> fist fighting with a demon is just so funny to me. This is why I was really laughing. It just seems like, so what silly. Ta- like it's yeah, like I can't imagine a demon that's the best they've got. I don't is think they, I don't think demons fist fight. fist fight. Oh, but um so then we get a like good look at Red Face Demon and Henley, you're gonna love this. Oh no. He's got goat hooves. 
<laughs> I love it. I just want to imagine them on my roof right now. Those cute, cute little, little goat, goat hooves. hooves. He's just a cute little goat demon. He's just a cute little goat. He's a cutie. Clumpy clump. Clump clump. Cute little hooves all over my roof. <laughs> it puts me right in the Christmas spirit. Up on the rooftop. Clump, demon clump, clump. <laughs> Demon hooves. This movie comp- copied Krampus too. Before the fact. It's just Dear old red-faced demon guy. <laughs> um, so Josh grabs Dalton and runs, and all the ghosts are... You got the handcuffs off? I guess so. Okay. And <laughs> all the demons are kind of chasing him. He's running, and Renee's yelling, follow my voice, follow my voice. And um, it's all getting very loud and crazy. And we're cutting back and forth between both worlds and it's getting a little blurred. And then Elise says, they're crossing over into our world. And we see an arm shoot out of a drawer and grab one of the assistants. And the demons and ghosts are now in the real world in their regular form. And that doesn't seem good. It doesn't seem Mm -hmm. good. Somewhere along the line, Josh and Dalton get separated as they're running to try to make it back. And um, Dalton is being pursued by red-faced demon man who grabs him from underneath the bed, which is scary. And then Dalton gets away and runs down a hallway and red-faced demon man like... He's like climbing on the ceiling and wall and it's very scary. And then we see Josh is being pursued by the old lady who is he was pursued by as a child. And he's he's in a mirror and yelling at the old lady. I'm not scared of you anymore. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. What do you want? I'm not I'm not afraid of you. Leave me alone. All this time, Renee is um, yelling like, follow my voice, follow my voice, like we need you. And all of the ghosts and demons are closing in on them in the real world. And at the very last second, Josh wakes up and all of the demons and ghosts disappear. And then they run into Dalton's room and he wakes up too. And they're both alive and all the demons are gone. Hell yeah. Um, and then Emily, you will like this. We cut to back into the house. Dalton awake from his coma after so many months. And he's eaten a big bowl of spaghetti. I mean, come on. All this talk about what would your last meal be? Baby, what's your first meal <laughs> after a coma? Of course it's going to be spaghetti. Spaghetti. Why wouldn't it's it be? It's going to be spaghetti. Mm, I would love some spaghetti right now. I always love spaghetti. He's really, really like shoveling it in. Like he's so excited to be eating spaghetti. And then Elise and Josh are in the living room. He's handing her back something. I think the picture is from when he was a kid. He's like, guess I don't need these anymore. And as he hands them back to her, she kind of freezes and looks scared for a second and she slowly fishes out a camera from her bag takes a photo of him with a flash and he turns to her Hmm. says why would you do that why would you do that 
you know I don't like having my photo taken and starts strangling her and oh. says, you bitch, you fucking bitch. Why the fuck could you do that? And he kills her. What? And everyone is downstairs. This house is too big. So they like don't hear this happen. They hear like something happen. No. And so you Renee- cannot get a okay. house so big. You can't hear a murder happen. Yeah. Within it. He is screaming while he's murdering no. her. It's, it should be loud. But Renee runs upstairs and finds Elise's dead body. And nobody else is in the room. And she's screaming, Josh, Josh, come in here. Something horrible has happened. And grabs the camera out of Elise's hand and looks at it. And her eyes get really big. And it does a cool vertigo zoom, my favorite. We see her seeing. There's like a little flashback to what Elise saw when... Josh was handing her the photos and he had like a nasty old woman hand, basically. And then we see that through the camera, he he is the veiled, creepy old woman. And then we see Renee seeing this and being terrified. And then a hand appears on her shoulder and we hear Josh's voice saying, honey, I'm here. And she turns and looks terrified and end credits. Oh my god, end that's the end of the movie. Wow. I didn't know when the end of the movie was going <laughs> to come at any moment. I was like, it could be now? I don't know. Here it is. Here it, it could is. be now? That's Here it fun. Is. That's a fun ending. Of course, something was going to come back with them. Mm-hmm. Dame, Damon Dalton. Dalton was sleepwalking? Well, we never, I guess, really found out but i guess so it's interesting or maybe demons or ghosts were getting into his body for a little bit amount of time and taking it for test drives taking it for a test drive <laughs> i'm not gonna commit to this body until i've walked it around well a maybe they bit. weren't strong enough to to fully inhabit it mm, yeah <laughs> it's ironclad Airtight. I think it's ironclad, except for the steak on the ear. <laughs> Wait, so there, there are other there's there are sequels to this, a right? A lot of them. There are four of them, I believe. Dang. Wow, Sammy, that was scary. I was scary. I was scared, and I'm scared now. I didn't like to be scared. I was pleasantly surprised with how n- not 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 scared I was. I'd say the first half of the movie is a lot scarier than the second half. I think that happens a lot in. Not just horror. I think in movies in general, I think setup is easier than payoff. So it's like, but maybe especially in horror. Yeah, I would love to do kind of like a survey or a focus group on people who are comparing setup versus payoff. Because to me, I the payoff is supposed to be more scary. It's yeah. supposed to be. It's supposed right. to be the climax. It's supposed to be where all right. the action happens. And more often than not, it's not that's not the case. Well, I think it ties into like the unknown being scarier. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you're having to answer questions, it's inherently less scary because you're basically pulling back the curtain. Yeah, I think when you like create this whole like, well, here's what it is. When you dream, your brain does this thing and you go into this place. Then when you're in this place, there's like, I'd I'd rather just be like, where the fuck are those demons coming from? I don't know. Right. Like mysterious is is just scarier. 
But it's interesting to think about why Mysterious is scarier. And the reason why Mysterious is scarier is because your brain fills in scarier shit. It's also because and I think they're connected like Mysterious is scarier and Setup is scarier. And the reason why both of those two things are scarier is because like your everyday life is yeah. scary. Yeah, not knowing in general is I think it's the scariest because, thing. Yes, it gives you it mm-hmm. gives you the space to fill it in with your own personal scariest things. So you can pick Well, and just like we mm-hmm. hate having something be open ended in general. I'm like, just fucking tell me. Like right. Ugh, right. tell me what right. it is. Right. I don't want to not know. Right. I was wondering while watching it what some of the scariest endings are. I'm curious to know what people think. Blair Witch Project is supposed to be one of the scariest endings. Yeah, that endings. is a pretty scary one. But I would I would argue because it's all relative. It's not really an answer. I think when anything tries to answer anything, it's less scary. But it's also all culturally relative. Like now, if you tried to make a movie where it ended like Blair Witch Project, people would be like, "What is this bullshit?" Cuz they Yeah, that's true. It has to be surprising. It has to be new. Mm-hmm. Listeners, what's the scariest ending of a movie you've ever seen? I'm dying to know. Paranormal had a pretty scary ending. Yeah, it did. It was scary, but it also was an example of a horror movie that kind of gave you answers in a way. Where it was like, this person was never found again, and this person turned into a demon and was right. eaten alive. But there's not like... Right. It's not like complicated. They're not yeah. like giving you a so like simple. a mythology to get yes. behind. It's just like, oh fuck, that's how that happened. Yikes. Uh, um listeners, we we love you a lot. Don't you dare get yourself haunted. We won't help you. Yeah, that's the number one thing we're that's worried about. That's the number about. one to leave this this episode with. That'll be on you. Mm-hmm. That'll be on you if that happens. If that happens, that'll be on you. Yeah, so we can't be held responsible. Take some goddamn personal responsibility and don't get yourself haunted. <laughs> um, no voices in this one. So no voices. I think we're just gonna have to do a regular fucking goodbye with our regular voices. regular style. Mm-hmm. Is what's up and good night. That's what's up. Goodbye. Ooh, good night. Woo, Henley. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> okay, fine. Goodbye. 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 Hey everyone, it's Henley. Thanks for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch, otherwise known as the best content you will consume while you are quarantined. Um If you did enjoy listening to the podcast as much as we enjoyed recording it, head on over to Apple Podcasts where you can rate and review us and subscribe. Um, We're also on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. So follow us, like our stuff, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, have a great week.